Welcome to In the Basement at Midnight. We are Nita B. And Ouija B. And we'll talk about ghosts and hauntings and all things creepy. Okay, so I did a little history uh, because, you know, I don't know a lot about the Ouija board. I just know you're not supposed to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. History of the board, according to the Smithsonian Magazine, is that it's the tool of the devil, or is it a game? So in 1891, the first ads appeared in in the newspapers as it was a toy for kids. Um, And it's supposed to answer all your questions. The Victorian era was seriously fucked up. I just want to say that for the record. (laughs) And it cost (laughs) $1.50. Wow, I paid a lot more than that. But... People have been using them since way before then, and they, you know, was, they have records of it being, you know, early history. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they didn't call them Ouija boards. They didn't have. They call it this talking board, Speaking this board. spirit board, the talking, yeah, spirit board. And then there's that spiritual craze in the Victorian era where, yes. um, you know, if you know your paranormal history, the Fox sisters were possessed and i'm sure a lot of people know about that in different mediums like with the ectoplasms spewing out of their mouths and their ears and whatnot yeah exactly so the board was named when somebody a woman named helen peters um asked the board what they want to be called right and she said do you what do you want to be called and it spelled out w-i-g-a-a Okay. Ouija. But they think it might have been W-I-D-A, which was the name of some popular character in the Victorian era. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but they might have missed, you know, mislooked at it, you know, the way that happens or misspelled it. But it, then I've also read that it means we, ya, which is yes, yes, you know, huh. French and German, we, ya. Huh. I don't know. But... So then the article, this article that I read, blames the, the exorcist for people believing that it causes possession and it's the devil board. Before that, it was just a game, you know, a way to talk to this, to this near past loved ones. Well, right. And, and, you know, it was a game marketed to children, but this is also during the Victorian era. And I'm going to say again that that era was totally jacked up. I mean, there's some really weird things, but um, you know, there were all these seances going on. It was the popular thing amongst adults, and so yeah, this was like a way to get the kids in on demon summoning. Like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> like, the grown-ups are doing it. Here's the kid version, and so I guess I, I, I can still see why people would um, yeah, where was I going with this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah, so, so the the possession thing about the exorcist right before Captain that Howdy. yeah exactly <laughs> i don't think my daughter's ever seen that yet <gasps> the exorcist no you haven't seen it yet oh what's she doing tonight <laughs> <laughs> and it's become known as the doorway to hell because you know supposedly if you summon somebody some spirit through a ouija board it opens up the doorway and it's hard to get rid of it. But before that, it was just a game. And I don't know, I mean, did people get possessed back then? Or 
I mean, I don't understand why <clears throat> suddenly it was all because of a TV show or a movie. It wasn't yeah. a TV show. It was a movie. Yeah, I think that maybe it regained popularity because of um, The Exorcist. But, um, yeah, I mean, it existed, obviously, prior to that. Kids were using it, and I bet some freaky stuff happened, you know, that maybe wasn't as uh, heavily documented as these, uh, you know, grown-up seance sessions. Well, I bet it might have been more par for the course for that era, too. People were like, oh, it's just the spirits. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, much, people were much more accepting of spirits right. inhabiting a household. Or, but So what do you think? Do you think the Ouija board opens up a doorway to hell, or does it... Well, summons demons or see. here's the thing about Christian thinking is that there are no ghosts that all you you're talking to is somebody pretending to be your loved one because they want to demons from hell. Yeah, they're demons from hell. Right, right. They want to get you. You know, that's the only way they can get you is pretending to be a loved one. Otherwise, you wouldn't talk to them. Right, right, right. No, you know, I. I I don't know. I don't see it so much as a gateway to hell, (laughs) but um, I I do see it as a tool. I mean, there are different ways of scrying. So scrying could be um, looking into a candle, looking into a crystal ball, and getting messages from another realm, you know, in, in this way, you are communicating with another plane, like getting an EVP, but, you know drawn out on a board, you know, spelled out on a talking board. And, um, yeah, I I have a hard time with the notion of demons personally, you know, um, it just, I don't not believe in hell, but I don't absolutely believe in hell. And so the thought of demons, you know, sitting there in my living room waiting (laughs) to jump in through my Ouija board is kind of a, a strange notion to me, but, uh, but no, I, I think that it does kind of draw attention you know, and I think as you're using this, it's sort of drawing attention to that other plane. Maybe there's a light or, you know, something catches their, you know, their attention and comes to us through the Ouija board. The last session that I had was in my living room. And um, I was careful, but uh, it was still freaky and I didn't really want to do it. Anyway, I drew the circle and all of that stuff. And so how does that work? What do you mean by drawing the circle? Uh, well, you know, I, I sort of created this imaginary circle, much like they do in like Wicca practices, Wiccan okay. practices, where you kind of create the circle and you stay within it. And so it's a bubble. It's like an imaginary bubble where you are protected within this circle. Really, what I was doing was protecting outside of the circle. Um, because it was my personal domain. It was my living room. So anyway, we drew the circle and we sat down and it was, the board was sluggish. It was, um, just kind of quiet and slow. And it really did feel like I was trying to get somebody's attention. Like, um, not everybody wanted to jump in. There were no demons knocking down my Ouija board door, (laughs) my gateway to hell. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, it, it was it was there, and it was just kind of moving, and I never got anything exact spelled out, but there was one weird point where my daughter um, was sitting on one end of the Ouija board, and it turned and pointed right at her. We asked it a question because it was indicating something toward her. I don't remember exactly what it was trying to say, but we said, do you know her? Do you recognize my daughter? And it turned and faced her, and then it just shot off the board toward her. 
And that was the most action we got out of it. And I have to say that I was, I was unnerved. <laughs> it made me very nervous. So, so literally it just flew off the board. Yes, right toward her. Wow. Right at her. And so, you know what? I, I don't know what to make of that. And we were respectful after that and just kind of tried to wrap it up. And, of course, we did the goodbye thing. And Yeah, so that's the, the way you're supposed to end a session, right, right. to say goodbye. Right. Because otherwise, they, if you just leave it open, they just wander around, like, waiting to be talked to. Right. Do you really think they're that respectful? <laughs> if it's a demon, you know, that wouldn't make them go away. Well, so goodbye. Right. <laughs> well, and again, I'm not thinking that these are <clears throat> evil demons. But, um, you know, I just wanted to use whatever etiquette that... I knew. Right, right. You know, maybe it's the same. Maybe it was a human once, and we share the same, you know, etiquette practices. So, <laughs> yeah, we're done talking to you, so you can go. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Adios. Oh, my God. Walking away. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of scrying, before we go play with the Ouija board, I, I wanted you to see that. It's, it's black onyx. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, it's lighter than I thought it would be. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought it would be really heavy. Have you ever used a, a yes. scrying ball? Yes. So how do you do that? I don't it, know how. So really, it's it's a matter of um, putting yourself into a meditative state. You're going to set this up on, on a stand and look at it. Look into it. You know, at, at first, I'm sitting here looking at it right now, and I'm paying attention to my surroundings in the background, just because that's a fear of mine, like something walking up on me in the background. But... Uh, <laughs> But no, after a while, you just start steering and you kind of go into this um, almost sleepy state. It's almost like a meditation. And, um, you know, you can use that opportunity to ask questions, you know, what's going on with my life, you know, um, perhaps you just need to be in that meditative state to do some kind of um, ritual magic or, or something like that. And that'll help put you in it or it can give you sort of um, mental answers to any question that you might ask. And it's, that's, that's really what you're doing. It's, you can do the same with the flame. Um, you know, look at the flame and just kind of zone into the fire and, you know, you get that heavy lidded sleepy state and it sort of awakens another part of you, you know, where you feel sleepy, there's something else happening. So, do you actually get images or how does that, what do they, well, what actually happens? Do you, so it's not like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that's exactly where actually, what I was thinking. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, I knew I was See, thinking. I was it, looking into the ball and I saw like, your, vi- no. It's like I saw <laughs> the little monkeys in the background. It, it's really more of a, an inner thinking, um, sort oh, of okay. like a. So no TV show shows up on the crystal ball no. that no. tells you what's going to happen. Not to me, ever. But <laughs> I could be wrong. Maybe I'm using it wrong. <laughs> but no, I, I really think that it is about putting yourself into that meditative state. And, and you know, it's like saying OM, you know, where you're yeah. kind of clearing out all the clutter in your brain and opening, opening yourself to the possibility of um, something else. Okay. Other words, other images. And um, you can get flashes that way. What's going to happen? Oh. Answers to your question. It's all in your head. It, it, it's, that's that chakra, chakra right in between your eyes, right? So is that how... Um, the sixth sense. Do you think some people do the Ouija... Not the Ouija board. The, yeah, do they use the Ouija board that way, do you think? Um, I don't know. If they are, I think they're doing it wrong. <laughs> that's my humble opinion. Um, I, I just... 
I do think that the Ouija board is more of a tool for communicating with another plane rather than a scrying. You know, I, I mean, that's how I feel like it should be used. So anyway, okay. <laughs> well, you, it's interesting. You pulled that, um, the ball out of your bag and, um, it made me think of a ball that I re- recently purchased a sphere, I should say. And this was in Cimarron right when I bought this Ouija board. Oh, wow. And the night before we had gone up to Cimarron, I had this dream and I have these crazy vivid dreams um, that linger forever and ever. And um, they're really, they're quite lovely. I mean, who needs TV when you dream like I do? But um, one in, in this dream, I mean, it was just sort of mundane things happening. But that whole time there was this silver leaded ball that was floating in the air. And I could see its heaviness. I could see its weight, but it was still floating. And it was the weirdest thing because when I got into the antique shop to purchase the Ouija board... They had, in this case, a silver ball that was the exact same size. And it's like an old fishing weight or something like that. Oh. I don't know what it was, but I thought it was so bizarre that it was there. I ended up purchasing it. Do you it, use it for scrying? Yes. Oh, okay. I do. So usually when I do something, a tarot reading or something like that, I will. That was my question before I said Ouija board. I was thinking tarot cards. Do people scry? Is it when you're looking at the tarot cards, is that scrying as well or? Um, meditating on the cards and then you get an answer? Or? Yes. It, yeah, actually. I mean, in a way it is. I don't know that it's quite, it's not as meditative as like looking into a flame or, or into a, a sphere, a crystal ball or whatever. But um, you do have to be in that state. So what I do is I use my my ball to kind of scry to get some answers. Which way should I go? What questions should I ask? I use it to clear my head. And then from there, I go into the tarot cards to get, I guess, more in-depth answers. So That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's explained to me, I didn't know that. I thought, I thought it was like the Wizard of Oz. I really did. That's funny that you said that because my brain was like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I could just see those little green fingers clutching, the, you know, that great big ball. <laughs> But uh, no, no, it's not quite so literal. <laughs> okay. Is it? And it, so it's always been that way, that it's not literal, it's yeah, meditative. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I think um, people have experiences that are just like that. I think sometimes um, when we communicate with ghosts, when we communicate with the dead, um, it really is... Uh, I'd hate to say imagined because it's not non-existent. You are catching a voice. You are hearing a message, but it's not necessarily something audible or something that an EVP might even catch. You know, you just get this sense. One of the things that I've always kind of been able to do is read buildings. I know that sounds odd. People read people or they walk into a room and they can you know, come up with, um, you know, what happened prior, you know, what, what was life like in this room before when I drive past houses, that's kind of what I get. I I can just, I, I see it's almost a synesthetic thing. You know, there are colors involved. Sometimes it's like a pale yellow and I know that there was turmoil in the house and I can take that turmoil back to the 1980s. Um, I I don't know. I I don't know how to describe it, but whenever we drive past, I love being the passenger in a car because I love reading all of the houses. What about like commercial buildings? 
Um, is, there, is that the same? Because it's a difference. Of, it's not the same people that go into those buildings all the time. No, so. it's it's true. Um, and I notice there are some neighborhoods that, um, I don't know, just strike me more than others. I mean, going into downtown Santa Fe, you get all those commercial buildings. And um, there's there's a history to those. And so you can read that history. But when you're talking about new well, no, I, I guess I've never really been in a, a place like New York City or, or anything like that. I do remember being in Chicago and getting readings off of some of the commercial buildings in Chicago. But maybe it wasn't so much the buildings as it was the land. Well, in a lot of the sh- uh, commercial buildings currently might have been residential at, right? early true. on because a lot of you know, like now downtown Santa Fe, those were houses. Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly. Those exactly. people were living there. And, you know, you could be getting readings from that. I mean, I love going through the courtyards. It's like, wow, somebody lived here. Yeah, you know, yeah. All these amazing little rooms that were probably a bedroom. Or <laughs> Right, right. Well, and, and even um, downtown Toledo, though, there are buildings that have never been residences. And you can read, maybe it's more the area than it is the actual building. But specific buildings are coming to mind. Um, my old... Uh, pediatrician for whatever reason is coming to mind I can see the building and I don't know there's just a fogginess kind of a darkness over it that uh, like an uh, distrust oh I don't know because all the little kids who went in there you know yeah maybe terrified. I just had too many shots there or something <laughs> terrified of the doc the doctor's gonna give them a shot <laughs> damn you doctor <laughs> so <laughs> and there might have been a doctor before that in that same building yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just certain areas, you know, when growing up, um, my grandmother lived in the old Polish district and going past those, walking past St. Adelbert's Church and stuff like that. And you just get a reading off of the land. I don't know. That's always kind of been my thing. I, well, you like history, so. I do. It's and true. That's for the that's part of the reason, too. It's like, wonder what really happened. Right. So then you probably can check it up. Right. And see what's going on. Yeah, there's so many buildings to check out. Oh my gosh, it's so much research. <laughs> the thought is daunting, but so are we going to play with the board? <gasps> Did you want to do that? I don't know. Do I want to? Maybe, um, maybe if I could draw some kind of a circle first. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I'm a little apprehensive. And like, there is a circle. Okay. Can we pretend there is a circle? Is that not the same? Well, it protects the space. Um, the space being the building, this office. Yes. Okay. Um, but there's already shit here. So, (laughs) I I know. (laughs) So I'm more worried about us, but again, if we just sort of cleanse afterward. Okay. So if we just have our husbands at home waiting with smudge sticks, I think we'll be all right. (laughs) If they don't laugh too hard at us is what I'm thinking. (laughs) I know. This sounds really irresponsible on my part too. (laughs) Yeah, we're good. We'll just wash the demon (laughs) off. I'm going to shower when I get home anyway. (laughs) Explain what you, what a anathema, is that what you call it? Athame. Athame. So it's, um, Well, so it's always a double-edged knife, um, a blade, and it usually has a black handle, and it's used in ritual. And so that's what I use to draw the circle. That's what you use. Is it a literal circle, or is it just you you just go in a circle around? No, I actually walk in a circle 
and you draw a circle. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not like scratching it in the I'm floor. I'm wondering, do you have yeah, a, yeah, like, scratches on your floor? No, no, it really is an air thing. You okay. know, you're, you're sort of sealing off the air, if you will, okay. creating this bubble. So. so the last time I used a Ouija board was probably, I was 1977. And it was, I was terrified. I mean, that's the year you were born, I think. No, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. I wasn't even like a glimmer in my parents' eye at that point. <laughs> well, I had, um, I remember doing it with my boyfriend. We were both teenagers and we had seen The Exorcist. And <laughs> what we were thinking, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, he was, he thought it was hilarious. So he would, he brought the Ouija board and he brought some string. And then while we were doing the Ouija board, he was pulling the string and the door was opening. <gasps> what a shit. <laughs> Who is this guy? We should call him out. <laughs> and I remember looking at it and, oh, my little sister might have been in the room with us or somebody. And then the person who was with us freaked out. <laughs> and then I saw what he was doing and he, he started Gosh. laughing hilariously. He, thought it, was, he was a, thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Were you relieved or disappointed? I was both. Okay. And but then, you know, afterwards, I mean we we can talk about this someday, but it seemed like that's when we had some weird things happening in our house. We were teenagers mm-hmm. and, and you know, that's that happens a lot with um teenagers. Houses have poltergeist activity and we had some poltergeist activity in our house, like we would find things off the walls, pictures or things, whatever was hunging. My mom would put them back and then oh, wow. the next day they'd be down. Oh but, my gosh. You know, it wasn't until years later I connected it. Maybe it was the Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the last time I did it was the experience I just told you about. That was November 1st, 2018. Um, that was the last time. Prior to that, I was in middle school, like 7th or 8th grade. And um, come to think of it, that's when all the weird stuff started happening in my house, too. So um, after and and I don't know, I don't know if that goes with the whole puberty thing or if that was, hey, I just summoned a demon on my Ouija board. (laughs) Um, But I remember we were it was um, I had an overnight with my friend Rhonda and we were home alone. And um, my sister was staying at someone else's house. My parents had gone out and. yeah, we pulled out the Ouija board just to see what we would get. And I remember the Ouija board told us that his name, the person we summoned, was Fester. Like Uncle Fester from the Adams family. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's just it doesn't have a good association anyway, whether it's Uncle Fester or some festering wound. I mean, it's just not a pretty word. Um, but we were talking to Fester. And I remember we went back a couple of times and Fester kept rejoining us. And this was three or four times that we, you know, got onto the Ouija board and summoned Fester. And um, the last time I remember looking up at Rhonda and she looked up at me and we asked each other, like, are you doing this? Because it was moving so fast and we could barely keep our fingers on the planchette. And then the damn thing flew off the board and it just terrified us. And we just packed it away. No goodbye. Oh, no goodbye. Right? (laughs) So we didn't know, you know, it just, it scared us so bad. And um, yeah, that was the last time we kept it under the couch. It's even a a no-no too. (laughs) Is it? Why is that a no-no? Well, you're supposed to put it in its designated spot. 
Or destroy. Well, I've heard you can't even destroy it. I don't know. I'm I've- quite sure this would burn. <laughs> <laughs> if we have to, we'll burn it. Yeah, but I don't want to. It's so pretty. It is very I pretty. I think Ouija boards are really pretty. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so we did. We kept it under the couch for years and years. And when it came time for me to move out, when I was moving to Albuquerque, I was 18 years old. And my parents were like, take this with you. And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> that thing stays under the couch. <clears throat> so I did not take the Ouija board with me. And I didn't even own one until this so that reminded me, and I'm wondering if Brad did this to me. He swears he didn't. Brad, that your we, husband. Yeah, we two two different places we lived. We found a Ouija board. No, it was and, just there. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I specifically thought I'm not taking it with me. And then when we moved to the new place, it was in the closet. Nope. And then. When Leah, my daughter, moved into her place in Albuquerque, we were like, oh, this will be really funny. Let's take it and put it in your basement. <laughs> oh, my God. The Ouija board that I got, I got it from Dad, but he, it was at Grandma Betty's house. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Well, one thing I was looking at earlier, um, you know, we were going to talk about Ouija boards today, and I wanted to bring mine. But um, I started looking up the history like you were doing, and I came across five signs your Ouija board session has gone horribly wrong. (laughs) I I know it made me chuckle too, (laughs) except that that's one of the things that it said. Um, When, hold on, I'm getting to it, time goes missing, terror strikes beyond the keyboard. Ooh, that's kind of spooky. And then they talk about Zozo. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask you about Zozo. Have you heard it? I don't want to. T- I don't want to talk about summon Zozo, but that's something that a lot of teenagers are doing these days. They're summoning a, you know, they they sit down and they start summoning, and suddenly there's a Zozo who's come through, and it's it's an actual demon in one of the books of the demons. Right, I right, and it's supposed to be like the oldest demon. From what I understand, or, or so they say. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting, and I can't help but wonder, you know, when Rhonda and I were playing with the Ouija board, and it, I remember specifically the figure eight, which I guess is one of the no-no maneuvers. It's like, um, it, it's almost like a way for whoever it is you're communicating with to um, tell, let you know that they have control of the board. And so that's why you then take control and say goodbye. You don't let that conversation carry on. Oh, if they start doing a figure eight. Right. So it's figure eight. It's four corners. It's a circle. And and that's the way that they're kind of dominating you. Oh. And um, I'm trying to remember, because I do remember the planchette going back and forth and back and forth. And I remember the figure eight. But look, there's Z on the far right. And then O. Oh. And so on the far left. And so if it's going backwards, maybe we accidentally summoned Zozo. <laughs> we didn't even know about the Zozo challenge at the time. We were so ahead of our time. We were. <laughs> but no, I, I found this in the article um, where it says the board would disappear for days on end, then show up in places you never would have put it. And so that just reminded me of your story just now. And that's a little freaky because I'd yeah. never heard that. You know, I kind of dismissed that one because, like, how can a board move, right? But Well, maybe people have them and, you know, they think they got rid of it. And then they, like, I left my other one. I swear I right. did. 
Right. And then maybe when we moved into that place, somebody else did the same thing. Yeah. That could <laughs> Ouija boards being abandoned across the country. I can see the headline. And but I the, don't blame them. <laughs> the person we summoned when I was a teenager was Ivan. His oh. name was Ivan. And we tried to get him to spell his last name, but it turned out to be Denisovich, which is the name of <laughs> a book by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, <laughs> Ivan Denisovich. And I think that's what he was doing. He was reading it in his high, in his senior class at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, so could that be like a mind over matter kind of thing, too? Or like you're subconsciously moving that planchette? Oh, yeah. That is a theory. I have read that. That it's your subconscious yes. doing it for you. Yeah, because when you've got your fingers on this planchette, you're not moving it. Something's moving it. You know, could it be your mind? Or so, could it be a demon? What about your, your, your state of being? What if you're afraid? Is that not well, a... So this last time when we went in, in November, I was, I was honestly terrified. Prior to that, it was like, woohoo, we're home alone. Let's bust out the Ouija board. And I was excited for it. But this time in November, I was terrified. And it, it was sluggish. And it wasn't making sense. It was all gibberish. So it would very, um, yeah, it, it would go to each letter with intent. And, um, but it didn't, it was like nothing. It was like X, J, H, I. I mean, it, it was like nothing. So we were trying to make something of it. It makes no sense to me. Maybe they didn't speak English. <laughs> I, well, I guess that's true, but... <laughs> I, I don't know, unless it's like Polish or Russian or something. Yeah, that's true. A bunch of consonants. <laughs> My Ouija board's in the wrong language. Man, i got to get an international one. <laughs> yeah, what about those, all those spirits that, you know, you see the ghost hunters, they go to Spain and they're sitting there talking to them in English. Right. Well, I don't know. I've seen a couple episodes where they'll, uh, you know, communicate in a different language. Yeah, or try uh, to, right? Yeah, and Zach's got his, his little, like, Spanish-English translated Priesto. dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that episode. I, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at that one. Priesto! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> well, you got to wonder here, though, because we are in New Mexico. Right. And so there's a, I mean, there's already a dialect difference between the northern and the southern half of the state, and... You know, you do have people like old Spanish and then people coming in from Mexico. And um, so, yeah, there are different languages. What I found interesting when we were talking to people about spirits that they may have experienced, several people talked about um, Indian spirits, Native yes. American spirits that they saw, which is kind of surprising because this is a white community, but, this but it's, it's ancestrally it's, a, right. it's Native. Exactly. Exactly. We were, we were on the hill. We were the stronghold, you know. Um, have you ever been to Upper Crust Pizza in downtown Santa Fe? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, I have, yeah. So it's in the Barrio de Anelco district, um, which is kind of a catty corner, I think, to Canyon Road. Anyway, this cool pizza place, I'm just sitting there one day having pizza, and it turns out that the place next door is supposedly the oldest house in America. And I guess they were in a fight with somebody else in like Florida or oh, something yeah, that's like right, that. Yeah. Right. But this was the building right next door. And I guess the stories from inside was that there's a, a native elder who will sit in a corner of the room and just kind of overlook. He's not necessarily the nicest of ghosts from what I hear too. 
Well, so. we got to go check it out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the chapel across the street, it's just that little like brick road. It's supposedly like the oldest church in the state or something like that, too. So, yeah, but it's, well, it's a neat place. You can feel the ghosts when you're just standing on that that road. Yeah. So, field trip. Yeah, stone, stone tape theory, though. So we were actually going to to try attempt, something. Yes. So um, it, it's been a while. I, I guess I don't remember my Ouija board etiquette. Yeah, but um, I don't either. I mean, uh, two fingers or two hands? Oh, I've I don't know. I'm just going to do two fingers. Okay. So is it already moving for real? I don't know. Am I? Are you moving it? I'm not moving it. <gasps> it's a lot less sluggish than it was last time. And it's moving extremely fast. But we're not asking it anything. Are we going to ask it anything? Um, well, let's let it. Let's see what it does. I'm getting the letter K. Do we want to write this down? Yeah. <laughs> so K, and now it's just kind of hovering. I wonder if I did that because I touched it right after you did, and. Okay. Did I put too much pressure on it? or It went with the purpose. And then when we noticed it, it stopped. It's like, oh, someone's watching me. <laughs> okay, it's moving again. So how much are you supposed to touch it? I'm just resting my fingers on it. Okay. And I'm not sure what it's doing. Is that a it's W? It's like a W. KW? Quickly, yeah, somebody's somebody's Sorry. initials, <laughs> or it's an advertisement see. coming through. <laughs> Our heads are in different places. Okay, KW. Oh, do we want to ask if somebody's here? Yeah, is somebody communicating with us? Is there a ritual that we are supposed to do first? No. Okay. Somebody wanting to communicate with us. Yes or no? It's freaky how the the tip of it turns. Oh, is it turning? Well, it just turned a little bit to the left. And it's just kind of hovering on this W. So it really likes the W. <laughs> Sorry, I twitched. Yeah, my... My wrist just went, the muscle did. <laughs> hmm. This might just be anticlimactic, which I suppose is good. <laughs> you know, if we're like standing at the gateway to hell. It's Are we standing at the gateway to hell? Oh, it moved. That didn't freak me out at all. <laughs> well, would we believe it if it said no? No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, golly. Yeah, so far it's not really doing anything. I mean, there's lots of silence right now, but still on the letter W. Lots of W. Fo floating around like, well. Maybe we should uh, tape a session. Yeah, videotape yeah. or just audio. Yeah. You can do that someday. 
Yeah. Should we say goodbye? Okay, let's say goodbye. All right. Adios, muchacho. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we need to warm it up, right? We need to warm ourselves up, too. Yeah, this thing happened, but at first... When I put my finger on it, it felt like it was moving. It's like, did I, am I doing this? Am I doing this? And I started thinking about it. When I started thinking about it, it stopped. Interesting. Yeah, so we need to get into the zone. I know right now, you know, the reach across and the microphone, it's kind of awkward, so. Yeah, maybe it's just, you need to put some candles up. That's and... what I was thinking. Like you could put a table right. Yeah, yeah, we need like a freestanding table. I remember when my mom and dad used to hang out with these these couples, and you know they'd say, "You kids go upstairs and play." And then I remember coming downstairs and they were playing with the Ouija board, and they would have it on their knees. <laughs> they didn't say to play with what? <laughs> oh my gosh! So I mean, it was like a you know the late sixties, like nineteen sixty eight, sixty nine. So it was popular back then, too. Before Captain Howdy. Before Captain <laughs> Howdy. Before the exorcist. And I'm sure a lot of people freaked out once they realized, oh, we've been playing with it all these years. I mean, it was like a party a party game. Right, right. People would sit around and conjure up ghosts. But the intent, I mean, still mystifying Oracle. I mean, <laughs> talk to the dead. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> For a dollar fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that's really good overview of the Ouija board. Yeah. And, the, and you know, I've we both of us have not had huge experience with it, so it's interesting how that on the on YouTube it's just so overblown. Well, yeah, you know, it's entertainment for entertainment's sake. I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I think people really do want to experience something. And actually, I think that's great that they want to. I just hope that they're careful with it. And, you know, and maybe it is, you know, for their audience. My See, we are, we're clearly not out for that because that was probably the most boring Ouija board session <laughs> you've ever sat and listened to on a podcast. Yeah, for two whole minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't want to bore you to death. <laughs> yeah, we stopped. But... You know, speaking of people wanting to to experience something, it, you know, we put out to our Facebook group, you know, who's interested in books. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, well, ghosts, ghosts, <laughs> ghostly books, or ghostly entities, or ghost stories, and yes, wow. anybody who has a ghost story. And you know, you may feel um, like you can't send us a story, but send a private message if you can. Yeah, we don't need to shout out your name. You know, yeah. we're, we're happy to keep it discreet. I know some people are, you know, a little intimidated by you know, telling their stories. And that's why we're doing this, because we were intimidated for so long living in this community. So we're speaking out now, but we do not have to call you out. But we would love to share. And, the, you know, so many people are waiting for the opportunity, I think, because when I talked on the local Facebook page mm-hmm. to keep it local or well, I can't remember which group it was but anyway I was blown away by the number of people who had a story right and yeah. I had people stop me in the you know in the hallway at work or yeah. the grocery store have I got a story for you we'll have to talk <laughs> <laughs> or when I answer the phone because I work at the art center and I say this is Amy and they say is this Ghostbuster Amy 
<laughs> yes, this is the moment I've been waiting for all of my life. Uh, but it's nice to be um, associated with the paranormal in town. And it's also nice that these people are coming out, people that we just walk past in the streets and we would never suspect that they had such interesting stories. And here they are telling them to us. And I've had people tell me they are interested but they don't believe, but they're interested. They believe. <laughs> they they want to believe. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I don't believe in ghost stories or in the supernatural, but I'm interested in the local stories. Well, and I, I think that apprehension really does stem from being afraid to tell those stories, being, you know, afraid of being perceived as kooky. And um, that's okay. Embrace your kook. <laughs> <laughs> and And really, I mean, try to recognize it. You know, for for the experience that it is, you have an interesting story to tell, and and it's unexplainable. And yeah, embrace it. Embrace the story. Embrace the kookiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, I think we're probably going to finish for today, and we'll be back in another two weeks. Yep. Um, and hopefully, we'll have plenty of stories to share. Yes, and in the I also have somebody coming up who's I'm going to interview. She's a um, she teaches religion at a university in Florida, and she also runs a paranormal investigation team. Yeah. Um, she does it with her dogs, which is interesting. I've never heard anybody doing that before, but it's, that's really cool. And um, I'm going to interview her probably in a week, and then we'll put that up as yeah. episode five. And then we have a person who has some stories that they want to tell us about skinwalkers. Which is really another one of those paranormal things that not everybody knows about. But yeah, the the lore out here, the um, the stories about skinwalkers out here, because we do kind of um, butt up to Navajo Nation, you yes. know, and and that's a big uh, that's a big belief, right? Right. And I don't want to be disrespectful to it. So, well, the person I'm speaking with, she has some, she knows about being respectful. So I trust yeah. that it's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, we will say goodbye and keep listening and subscribe. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.